0: Now,
1: yeah.
0: okay, hello and welcome to The Ripper, The Teller and The Gremlin. We are a predominantly gaming and TV and film podcast and we're going to go through how each of us got uh, the monikers that you see uh, in the title. I am the relaxed ripper. I am normally very calm, very relaxed, uh, but sometimes... Okay, most of the time. I like to play games on the hardest difficulty and shred through them like a ripper. Um, I'm also a completionist, and I'll play literally on any console given to me.
1: So um, my name's Chris, I'm the storyteller. Uh, I chose this because I just absolutely adore stories in any format they come in. Just give me a world, I'll come out in a month's time knowing pretty much everything I can about the world. So much so that maybe I should spend more time in the real world, but it's fine, it's fine. Um, Yeah, and you know, so that's just a bit about me. Just love gaming and movies for the story.
2: Hi guys, it's Jack, also known as the Loot Gremlin. Yeah, you're probably wondering, where does this come from? Well, let me just tell you something. When it comes to games, it comes to anything that has a customizable option, loot that can be grabbed, you know I'm there. You know that that's basically it's a running joke um, that whenever we play games together, if that game has any customizable options, you best believe I'm sitting in that menu for an hour. You best believe that after every mission, I'm resorting my loadout because I just can't help it. I'm a fiend for the loop.
1: So just a little overview for you guys of what we've got in store today. Um, the first section we'll be talking about is movie news and video game news, pretty, pretty self-explanatory just whatever has interested us in the month, or in the week, um, and delving into it and talking about it. Uh, Then we've got some solo reviews, which is games that we've played, the others haven't. They're spoiler free, and we just talk about our impressions of the games. Uh, Then we have a section I really personally like called Golden Oldies. And this is basically where we go back, look at an old game and evaluate it, see if it is, as good as our nostalgia if we played it before or just see what it's like to modern standards. Uh, and then to wrap the show up, we've got a delve into fandom, which is just five multi-choice questions where from a from a random sci-fi or fantasy universe. And we see how many questions the guys get right. Play along from home if you want. Um, and so for the news, We have... Jack's got a few pieces you wanted to talk about, haven't you?
2: Yeah, so uh, thanks, Chris. Basically, um, I've got a couple of bits here that I want to talk about, Um, just stuff in the recent uh, sort of week. Um, Going back, I'll start off with um, Hyperscape, um, which obviously is Ubisoft's new um, Battle Royale mode for the PC. Um, It released uh, a couple of days ago on the 12th. Um, I did actually play the tech test for that one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think, you know... (sighs) when it comes to this game, it's got a lot of potential, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a big Ubisoft fan. Um, and to see a futuristic fast paced battle Royale really excited me in its initial, uh, release trailer and announcement trailer. Um, I got, like I say, I got hands on with the tech test. Um, and I now do own hyperscape as well since its release. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of potential with this game. Um, but I, I think it has its issues. Obviously, it is in early days. Um, there's definitely an issue, in my opinion, with the the damage, um, the damage done uh, versus the health. Um, I know that Bradley um, also has seen a bit on, uh, and I believe actually played a bit of Hyperscape. So I don't know if yeah. you, know, you wanted yeah. to to make any comments here, but. Um, so- Go on. Yeah,
0: I actually played the the tech test as well when uh, when it was released. I'm not sure what what day it was. Like you said, um, I, so, I played it a few days after that, and um, yeah, I I am not a massive battle royale fan, but I always give them a go because I like to see what the the new in game is going to be and, um, and stuff. Yeah, exactly, and and like you said, Ubisoft has always been a been a favourite publisher and developer of mine and i thought when i saw it first and when i saw the gameplay for it it looks gorgeous they they've done an amazing job with the the actual design of the map with um the how how the game looks how it feels when you're running around and yet you're right there's just this damage problem there's this time to kill problem where a fight (laughs) feels like a boss fight, fight not in a battle
2: royale no, so for example, Chris, um, I know obviously you've you've also looked into the mm. um, the trailers and stuff. Um, yeah. But the one thing I'd say, for example, putting it in perspective, um, there's a minigun in the game or a <laughs> similar type of minigun. Um, minigun. We're talking. We're <laughs> talking five damage every hit. That's five damage, and it would take you near and near on a whole magazine to, and that's pretty much top of torso headshots only to kill one player.
1: Could you imagine if
2: Vietnam was like that? <laughs> I'm going to get him! Yeah, so, um, yeah, it is, it's definitely an issue. I mean, I don't know whether or not Ubisoft are going to kind of fix these things as, as time goes on. Um, like, 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 That's cool. also
0: the problem, though, is because of the long time to kill and because of the way they've designed it, they've designed the game with, like, a big emphasis on mobility. Strategic
1: and different strategic
0: Yeah, and it ends up being a case of because you're so mobile and you're so jumpy and all over the place, and then you have this really big damage problem, it doubles it again. So you've got not only the problem of, like you said, where even if you were hitting pure headshots with, say, the minigun, it would take a long time. You then have that issue of you're not going to be because of how hard it is to hit people because of how fast everybody moves. Would
1: would you guys say that... um, There's any influences or carryover from Ubisoft's other games? Mm. Any sort of feel? No, I feel like it's quite an original IP, to be honest.
0: It feels very heavily inspired from uh, Ready Player One. Yes,
2: mm. the film. I was going to say that. It really, really feels like it takes away from that. So, like, if anyone hasn't seen the kind of the basis of the game, um, it's set in a place called Neo Arcadia. Mm. Um, Neo Arcadia is like a futuristic... (laughs) Neo Oasis.
1: Aren't they all in actually a VR... They're in a VR. Like, like, gladiatorial... Because... I, I sort of saw that being the storyteller. Mm, yeah. I only read the bit about the, the lore. story. Yeah, yeah. And sure. isn't it they're meant to be in VR headsets yeah. and they fight for money. money.
2: Yeah, so basically the um the crown that they all fight for is worth they obviously earn money from being in it and it is like Bradley says very very um ready player one um they 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 live in in like a poor um you know slum like and and there's like, the world's in crisis basically and <laughs> everyone's in poverty. So this is their escape and also their their chance for mm, success? Making money. Yeah, and, and each they they kind of play an emphasis on customizing your own character, yeah. like everyone loves. And back to me being the gremlin here. Of course, when I found out the game has customization, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to buy the battle pass and I'm going to sweat every single part of it because so, I need it.
1: So, so is it fair to say it's Ready Player One meets literally like esports? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's it takes emphasis. inspiration from. The mm. Ready Player Ones world, yeah, but there. This is how they make their living. Yeah, this is where society is progressed. Progressed
2: to. to, yeah, it is, and that's that's a very fair statement. Um, I mean, yeah, Hyperscape. I'll summarise that by saying that the game's got a lot of potential. Um, and I think it looks gorgeous. Brad is right. The story seems pretty pretty good. Um, and the the battle royale seems to take a different spin with the fast pace, emphasis on mobility. They're not overcomplicating it with the abilities that you can pick up, the hacks they call them. Um, but I think it definitely needs. A couple of things sorted in otherwise the game it heavy believe, tweaking like, you <laughs> tweaking before otherwise it will struggle um speaking of struggles we'll move <laughs> on to the next piece um so you've probably all seen this um the last Who of us two yeah <laughs> the last us two so everybody a lot of a uh, lot of fans um also very anticipated release for a long long time um i haven't played it but i know I enough
1: just quickly as a as a presence have any of us played it
2: no, not I haven't no, played the last. No, of I, I haven't played. I played the Last of Us one. No. Just not. So t-
1: we're we're all coming in from this from just what we've seen. Yeah,
2: not not what we know. But mm-hmm. but what I would say is that the the, the kind of there's a, a a massive thing going around at the moment that um the 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 one of the actresses um for the game um played uh, the character Laura Abby. Bailey. Yes, Abby plays the character, doesn't she? Uh, she's character Abby, so um she has been getting a lot of well, not negativity, but also <laughs> even to the point of death threats. Um, and it's not uncommon um, in both TV and film uh, and also gaming. Um, but even I found out that the director has also, um, the, the, the writer for The Last of Us 2 has also mm. been receiving the similar death threats. Yeah, I think Chris passions, you had, run high, passions right? do run high and I get it as a, as a serious gamer and I know we all do you know we've all played games that have ended the way we didn't want it to end or have mm-hmm. had moments that you think that's questionable or things that I think questionable but I think being passionate and being angry is one thing but to, to actually physically almost verbally attack someone to the point yeah. of it's kind of like it's a bit much um, and I know, I know you had a point Chris about um, the, the kind of politics of gaming.
1: I, I think the thing that's interesting is it, it's an extreme response, and it's yeah. a response that is not okay. No. You, you shouldn't be sending difference. Like just, no, full just stop. don't do it. Yeah. Like complain about the game. Yeah. Do criticism, all this stuff.
2: Leave bad reviews. And I understand
1: there's this other side of the angle that wants to paint all negative criticism as just trolls and idiots. Yeah. When that's not necess- so, you've got two sides where there, there's two extremes that are both sort of need to rein it in a little bit. Yeah, sure. Take the criticism, but also maybe don't threaten to kill people. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's just not
0: okay, is it? You can't uh, ever take it to that level. No, I mean, what no
1: are news. your sort of thoughts on it, Bradley?
0: Well, yeah, I just, I literally think that you can't take it that far. You can, you can verbally discuss and yeah. you know you can,
2: you can rant about it if you want you can you exactly can, yeah, you can, you, you, can
0: you can say all the that, things you want about the actual not, media but never yeah. take it to the person never make it personal make not it personal fair.
2: you know these, these people are paid like for example um do you say her name is laura bailey, laura bailey? bailey she's laura,
1: fantastic fantastic yeah actress.
2: so laura bailey yeah so she that's her living like you know she isn't this character that they've made her she is a person and for you to personally attack her for something that she was paid to do and she probably had no real influence on writing or maybe mm. maybe she did but either yeah, way that's the thing
0: people don't take into account either is it it's not just one person oh, yeah. it's a team. it's a whole team of directors uh, yeah. and writers yeah. and and it's not fair
2: we've all been passionate let's let's be real chris Name, you know you could name a oh, I million mean, yeah. franchises you've been passionate about you know that that I mean, have I, probably upset you in some way I
1: mean I I used to say Halo is one that's always been special to me yeah and I used to hate 343 Studios yeah until I turned around and thought no you know what they're not as good as Bungie but they try hard yeah and at the end of exactly. the day I, I like the I, you know I still like Halo no matter what they it might not yeah. be as good but so what But I I think that the problem with this is the sort of feeling of almost forced politics into this, because it's you know it's zombies, it's apocalyptic, it's 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 it's, it's this idea that if that happened in society, modern politics wouldn't be an issue, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I think it's people's realism where they're trying to get involved in something and they want an escape from what we see on the news every single day Mm -hmm. that if it is reinforced in your escapism, it creates a volatile reaction.
2: So, so you made a very good point there, Chris. And I just want to go back to that. So for example, you said, it's it's the escapism. Well, everybody knows gaming is supposed to be an escape. And Mm. so from that point of view, you can kind of get why people would be frustrated because you know, If they're bringing in stuff, like you say, stuff you see on the news every single day and problems you see and things going on in the world, and they're taking that into the place that you, you know, you go to get away, Mm. you're going to get people that dislike it. So we're not saying that just because people have kicked off is not okay, but but there's got to be a level there's got to there's be a, a balance, line there's a, there's a balance there?
1: between there, it there's acknowledging why the response happened yeah. but then there's not taking that response too far
2: yeah which which we think yeah we definitely here. Um, but yeah I mean that, that's pretty much all I wanted to say with regards to The Last of Us I mean I, I really hope I get to play The Last of Us 2 and I probably oh, will oh yeah despite
1: what I've seen I'm um, still excited
2: I think yeah despite and I think the game looks fantastic and I think they you know they seem to have done a really good job and if it's anywhere near as good as the first one one yeah. i'll be excited to play it
1: and, and and i'm sure you're all looking forward to our angry rant yeah we do play. yeah
2: well we do play it and we become <laughs> one of those people yeah no um
1: so i sent a death threat
2: yeah, to you. <laughs> yeah. so uh, the director actually got a death threat from all three of us um, <laughs> a joint one so, so anyway um moving on to the last one now this one's actually based on tv um for anyone out there i'm just going to start off by saying this um tv show the boys um now if you haven't seen it you need to um, if you're at any kind of superhero, yeah. The Boys oh, is yeah. a show for you. Um, the Boys 2 Best trailer... Best superhero TV show. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So The Boys 2 trailer, um, they released a, a teaser um, a couple of weeks ago. They then have released a second trailer um, just recently as well. Um, we've all, you know, actually not all of us. Um, uh, Bradley hasn't seen the first season. Um, me and Chris yeah. both have. Um, so we're going to quickly just do a quick roundup of what kind of what season two look without spoilers what season two looks like it's going to offer mm. um and also just kind of compare that to someone who hasn't seen the first season yeah. and see what, what their impression is of you know the trailer and, and and also the show in general so chris yeah what do you think of the, tra- the trailer? oh
1: i loved it it is i, I said this to you before it's mm. psychotic fun yeah it's just it's ridiculous it's unabashed just it, superheroes but they're in the real world yeah. and what would their power on normal people and you know they they become like rock stars and they get yeah. full of themselves and it's just a roller coaster ride it's
2: egotistical it's, isn't it
1: oh it the music the feel that i just i could i could gush about this show yeah, for hours I but think, i
2: won't no <laughs> but i think so basically um the boys yeah so chris just nailed it so um they're superheroes they're living in the normal world with normal politics and basically they it's kind of showing you that extremism yeah so if (laughs) if yeah religious extremism so for example um there's a character he's a lot like superman um pretty much a spin-off of superman um what would he really be if he had all that power and all that fame and all the you know screaming fans and like a rock star and he was that dangerous surely someone has to put him in check right and this is exactly what the program is it's about uh, billy the butcher He's keeping, yeah, fantastic actor, keeping um, all superheroes in check. And the program is, I mean, I would just warn you, if you're kind of not great with gore or anything like that, this program, probably you need a little bit of warning because it is not for the faint of heart when it comes (laughs) to the violence. Um, And there are some very questionable (laughs) scenes uh, in the program. Very questionable scenes. Um,
1: So going off of um, what you've seen of it, Bradley, what are your sort of yep. impressions on the boys? Like, what?
0: What? It's of- always been a show I've been interested in, but yeah. me and TV series always uh, <laughs> struggle to get along. <laughs> that, 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 like, why is that, Bradley? Ah, oh, just because I'm such a completionist, I never seem to get through all the games I have on my like <laughs> list. And so,
1: he's a hard
0: So hard I hard. just i just put tv series to one side and just and just say one day one day i'll get tv series after i've completed pretty much every game out there (laughs) so (laughs) it
2: is a show i'm really interested because i do love superhero things
1: ever gonna get to that point bradley considering
2: (laughs) we've been telling you to watch the seven seasons of clone wars for about a month and a half and you've not yeah yeah that's a long way off but But, but that's
0: that's the thing it it, does really interest me though it I mean, that, if it was in a film form, I could probably do like one of those a night. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll start doing that. Maybe I'll start doing like an episode a night just mm-hmm. before I go to bed or something. Just to, just to wean my way in so I can catch up on all this, sure. this awesome TV that I'm missing out on.
1: You could stay up till like four AM. Yes. And um, watch the whole series. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, but so- I could also
0: stay up to four AM playing games.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say. So, so it so,
2: would always, always just get outweighed by games. <laughs> so, so Bradley, you've seen the trailer for only the first season, haven't you? You've missed. Yes. Watched, right. So countless basically. times. Okay. So, <laughs> if on, on the opinion of someone who's never seen an episode, <laughs> what do you kind of take from it, other than the obvious of what it's about? Kind of what do you, what sent, what kind of vibe do you get from it? It
0: looks uh so gritty compared to every other superhero film like even it looks darker than even um like dc you know that kind of the the kind of darkness that dc gives off i think the boys just tops that and just but in a good way yeah this is real life this is gritty this isn't fantasy um
2: it's not not your typical
1: superhero exactly
0: and you can instantly see that from the trailer it's um
1: yeah but it's also funnier. It's, yeah. it's 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 this weird psychotic. Humor, funny.
2: Yeah, you kind of feel bad yeah. for laughing, don't you? Mm. At some bits. Um, I would just say quickly another a, a real quick reference when we talk about how dark it is. Um, if anyone's ever seen the film Brightburn, <laughs> that is a that is Superman's origin story as a horror film, and in a way, it kind cool. of is like it mirrors that, it? It mirrors that because it, it's Both like
1: superheroes giving a child. With ultimate power. With ultimate power. Being normal people. Yeah,
2: amongst well, mere mortals. You would, you know, that is a recipe for disaster. <laughs> that's exactly what this show is. <laughs> and it is crash. It's like crash, uh, car crash TV, isn't it? Oh, it's just, you it's, can't stop watching. No, you can't. You can't take your eyes away. Um, but anyway, that's, that's pretty much me wrapped up for the news. Um, obviously, Bradley, you have a couple of pieces you want to talk about now. So Yeah,
0: yeah. Ju- just a couple of pieces from me. They're not going to be uh, as long as yours. But um, first <laughs> up... We wanted to talk about uh, Warner Interactive is being rumoured to be on sale. And one of the biggest uh, potential buyers is uh, Microsoft. Uh, If you don't know, Warner Interactive is a company that has many subsidiary companies, including NetherRealm. So Mortal Kombat, Injustice, uh, Rocksteady is a big one. So all the Batman Arkham games, which are really popular and um, Monolith for games like Middle-earth, Shadow of War, Shadow of of Mordor, Uh, TT games. So a lot of the Lego games, pretty much every single Lego game is TT games.
2: Yeah, guilty pleasure. If you tell me that you don't enjoy the Lego games, you're either a liar. It doesn't matter
0: how old you are, Lego games. So with this in mind, I just wanted to get uh, you guys' opinion on how you think that would go if Microsoft did buy them. Do you think it would be a good thing? Do you think a bad thing? Or do you think it wouldn't really change anything about these games? I think Chris is definitely
2: going to know more than I would about that. I
1: think, you know, there's this, you know, we call it the arms race of uh, the next-gen consoles, right? Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Whenever you talk about it, it's definitely PlayStation and Xbox who have the the big heavyweight um, boxing match. And I generally believe the amount of titles that they could acquire... You know, it, it say that next. It's phenomenal,
0: to, really, isn't it? Yeah, and then
1: they, if
0: Microsoft them. did pull this off. They would have so many exclusives. Oh. Yeah, that it would kind of win the war in, oh. in a sense.
1: It's stunning. I mean, it, Sony's got a cracking, uh,
0: cracking group of. They do, yeah. See that—that's the problem, isn't it? Sony does have way more, in all honesty, way more uh, exclusives that are better. I mean, and Microsoft's way of dealing with that is uh, investing in buying up. Uh, studios rather than investing in their own original IPs, yeah. they yeah. buy other studios. That's what they've been doing. So they bought uh, Ninja Theory. Uh, <laughs> They're not, the yeah. Yeah. not struggling. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So that, that's the point. They're willing to invest for the yeah. future, whereas Sony are cracking down is what it feels like on their current yeah. uh, studios and exclusives. And honestly, it does feel like if they start making these big play moves like buying Warner Interactive, They'll yeah. have access to so many games because the games I've named are just a few. These would so just the, them, the, the, the the eye openers. They've they also got rights to like Harry Potter games mm-hmm. and things like that. So you, you'd have so much potential from Microsoft there, in my opinion. So if they're willing to to make these big moves, like it, it might actually start to end the console wars. But <laughs> it, it is just a rumour and these are just all speculations, but sure. It'd be very, very interesting to see it would. Uh, if this did go ahead, what they would do with all these companies and furthermore, what they would do next if they would invest in more. Because this is all going to make them a large amount of money in the long run. Well, so we'll, well learn. Learn to invest that money.
1: They've also been growing their you know, indie developers. Yeah. They, yeah, definitely. Grabbed Obsidian, which was the big one for me. Yeah, sure. where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, the the daddies of the original Fallout. <laughs> yeah, like I know they're a very different studios from yeah, yeah, back sure. in the day, but you know, yeah, but they still have
2: that they still have that rapport, that renown. Yeah. So, so, so for games. me, all I'm going to say is that look, you know, you say as long these- as you <laughs> get your Middle Earth games, <laughs> as long as <laughs> I get my Middle Earth games, <laughs> and, 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 the, and the Batman games continue, I'll be happy. But all I'm going to say <laughs> is that look if microsoft tell me that one of the companies they've bought focus on customization and loot based they've won me over forever and, I, and I, <laughs> sony will just be left in the dust but you can never take away from sony's exclusives let's talk about like just quickly you've got uncharted you got spider-man the uncharted franchise one of my favorite franchises got a war. war which was just we've got
0: uh, an exclusive coming out know, actually um this week that i'm sure you're really excited about
2: joe oh don't even get me started that's going, to be, um, <laughs> that's going to be one of my reviews i think uh yeah ghost of tashima uh which oh my god i'm not even going to start talking about it fangirling.
1: i am yeah, fangirling. we
2: ordered this, this deluxe thing. edition uh, ready installed on the playstation <laughs> so, uh, yeah, i am definitely excited about that but yeah um anyway instead of getting stuck on uh games that aren't out yet um there was uh something else you wanted to talk about with regards to releases wasn't there
0: yeah, so it started off as a rumor, but by this time it's actually been announced, and there's been a trailer gone uh, that's gone up, and it is uh, a blast from the past. It's Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Oh, yeah, um, it is about time. <laughs> it is about time. Yeah, it, it's yeah. coming out this year. Funny enough, like a lot of developers like these stealth announcements where they like announce it just five, six months before it actually is releasing. Uh, on October second, twenty twenty is the current uh scheduled release date and the 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 rumor is still that there's going to be uh over a hundred levels now how would you guys feel about jumping back into a classic from probably i, I know my childhood and yeah. probably yours
2: too so I'm, how would you feel about that
1: i've got to think about the commitment of a hundred <laughs> levels <badly>. you
2: know <laughs> you could watch another series in that time um <laughs> you know, so, so look for me crash bandicoot um i think just as much for both of us really um Crash Bandicoot is a childhood favourite. I Mm -hmm. actually, when PlayStation 4 released the trilogy, the insane trilogy again, um, I went and bought it straight away. I think I actually pre-ordered it, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And I was so excited. Um, The one thing I would say is that this this new game does look very interesting, very cool. Um, And it also, um, just quickly talking about Nostalgia and games from the past. It came not long after the announcement of a new Ratchet and Clank, which also oh, yeah. is multi dimensional, isn't it? Which is the yeah, same. Yeah, that's a good point. Crash Bandicoot yeah. Thing, which I noticed and I kind of thought was weird that they both did that at the same time and both themed it around multi dimensional.
0: 2020 is obviously the year for multi dimensional games. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bring but, back but, the
2: retro. Yeah, but what I was going to say is that I played the Insane Trilogy um, and I was so excited because I remembered so many levels um, from the past. However, did, did any of you play them because i found it so much harder than when i was a kid oh, really? i struggled and i'm like if I a did lot this of people game, have said I that, a gamer or they've made this game way more difficult
1: well, you're so committed to it as a kid though aren't you i'm
2: committed now <laughs> i wanted to see crash beat vortex and i i was determined but it was difficult and i kind of hope that they kind of relax it with this new one and go back to, hey, this is a childhood game. A child can pick this up and play you it. You
1: might get some abuse in the old, uh, in the old comments. There's going to be game. people commenting
2: yeah, saying, how can you be on a gaming podcast if you can't even beat Crash Bandicoot? And I'm going to say, <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about because you've not played it, seriously. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just hope that's, one, that's my one hope. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very excited about Crash Bandicoot as well. I think we all are. Um,
1: Chris? Yeah, so I've also got some news pieces that I've been collecting, and uh, it's mainly television for me. Um, and basically, the, the first bit I wanted to talk about was there's a Fallout TV series. Wow. It's um, from the producers of Westworld, fantastic series. Um, and, you know, I just sort of I, I absolutely love the world. The potential there for a show, I think, is astonishing if they have the budget. Do you guys have any, any thoughts the, on it? The
2: one thing, I'll say mine quickly because um, it's going to be quicker. My my input is that I'd be really interested to see it because I like the idea of the Fallout universe and I like the idea of where they could take a program. But my knowledge on Fallout is so, so minimal and I've only ever played... Yeah. I know, but I've only ever played <laughs> a smidge of Fallout 3. Um, and I've watched oh, Bradley Str- strangely enough i watched Bradley play more Fallout than I've ever played and it looks great but I could just never get into it <laughs> So, um, and even though there is actually kind of loot in that game right? Please, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah? yeah, Collect the
1: environment yeah. to break it down for parts I sticks.
2: mean that sounds great but <laughs> I just couldn't do it and so, great. so for that reason Fallout I will definitely give the TV show a go but I couldn't comment on what it would include or anything or excitement because you I know.
1: don't know they're going to stick to brands. They're, right. they're definitely going to go Vault Dweller, yeah. the Sioux, The yeah. I can't see the weird them. little boy with the thumbs up. Yeah, the blonde boy, they, right? Got, yeah, well, that's be, boy. Um, <laughs> boy. Yeah, that's a Vault boy. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, I think we be very traditional. Todd Howard, mm. who is big game director at Bethesda. Yeah. Um, he's quite a meme man on the internet. <laughs> uh, you know, sixteen times the detail, <laughs> uh, and all of those. If you're ever interested literally Google Sweet Little Lies Todd Howard. It will tell you all you need to know. But that said he's a, he's a brilliant creative man definitely knows the universe and you know I just can't wait for more details on this thing.
0: Don't yeah you? I think it'll be interesting when we get a first trailer to kind of see what angle they want to play it because Fallout is built on, on humour in my opinion. Yeah. It's a post-apocalyptic world but it's just it's just humorous it's yeah. just fun and lighthearted and i'm really hoping they're not going to lean into the apocalyptic side mm. too heavily and make it too dramatic and serious mm. sure. so it'll I be interesting to see what kind of vibes we get from a first
1: trailer yeah, yeah. Sure. i think for me as well when i think fallout i really think new vegas i don't know if you do as well bradley
0: yeah yeah that That's was that vibes. was the best. yeah um it, definitely uh, that's that's what we're hoping for i'm guessing <laughs> we're hoping for just a new vegas series basically <laughs> i don't think we'll get it
1: though i know
0: <laughs> no. but i'm hoping we can get something like that because then maybe be maybe i'll come down off of my gaming pedestal to this come pedestal
1: to <laughs> <laughs> i think new vegas is this dark horse of the fallout family that is beloved yeah,
0: because it was a spin-off but it was it was huge. It was its own full game. It just didn't get a number and people overlook it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at the development time as well. They turned that game around in, you know, I don't think they had a full year. It is astonishing. Oh, really? I
0: didn't know that.
1: Honestly, the crunch time at Obsidian, um, they, they, they even, uh, Bethesda said something, that had refused to give them extra pay because they didn't meet a time deadline as well. Like, if you look at the production history, it was plagued. Um And it, honestly, you would never know. I don't. I don't think you would from playing. No, it.
0: definitely not. I wow. thought it was a really fantastic game. I got <laughs> it a long time after it, re- it released because um, I just I'd never played three, but I saw New Vegas and I was really like really interested in it. And I got it really cheap, and I was really glad I did. I played from start to finish and just like did all the side quests
2: and everything and of course just, you did just... of course you completed it <laughs> of course I did yeah i, I don't know why i, I actually, said that but... they actually wrote to you and said um excuse me Come somehow on, you've done so, somehow you've you've passed 100% you're 101
0: <laughs> well no this is the thing is if i don't enjoy thousand a game thousand. that much i won't 100% yeah i won't do all the side quests that's the thing with me a game has to impress me to to make me want to be a completionist for it and so so that's why i think i said it just that's it why was it was that it, good that it made me want to <laughs> 100%, 100% yeah. on his
1: pedestal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and uh, moving on to more yeah. um, news, we've actually got a ton of Batman rumours. I'm uh, <laughs> um, Batman. Um, and, you know, it's all to me. Um, the, the first big rumour was uh, in the original plan for the DCEU, they talked about um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Bruce Wayne's dad. Uh, and Bruce Wayne uh, would die instead, and he would become Batman, right? It happens in in the Flashpoint comics, uh, which is the story they want to adapt. Uh, and for me, did you know about uh, um, um, Dean Jeffrey Morgan at all, Bradley? Do is I know he? about him? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's Negan
1: from The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, I, I do not. Yeah, I think he's a he great actor. Have guys watched
1: Watchmen?
2: Uh, I've never seen Watchmen. Uh, tell I, I hate to tell you that but uh. I've seen the
0: film that was 2008 yeah. it was a long time ago well, all you need to know is watch his comedian oh yeah cuz he's in that isn't he I've he's just realized yeah the guy who he's gets pops off right yeah. so so it's weird that's such an old film that I forget but, that's
1: him I watched that sequence and I think you would be the most amazing batman yeah. thomas wayne
2: yeah so yeah. he, yeah so jeffrey dean morgan um amazing actor um I think not given enough recognition to mm. some extent, um, which is kind of shocking. I mean, if anyone has seen the walking dead, I've seen him in other stuff, but for me, the biggest character he's ever been is Negan. Um, him. I won't go into the walking <laughs> dead because I'll talk forever, <laughs> we'll but, but the season he came into the program was possibly one of the best seasons ever. And when he was announced, his presence
1: on s- is
2: like something that uh, is unreal. I can't even explain it. And, He's the most lovable hmm. bad guy, and I just think if he could play that character so well and be so so, he, he deserved a shot. He did
1: at Thomas Wayne. He did, which definitely. is why this news is so sad. It's to be believed because the news says that basically he doesn't have enough trust in the um, in the studio, hmm. and they're looking at either getting Michael Keaton back. As an old Batman. Yeah. I love Michael Keaton. Yeah, of course. First, first movie Batman. Yeah, like, sure, on. yeah. Unless you count the old 60s. Yeah, yeah. Um, or if if that deal falls through, the other rumour is Christian Bale comes back.
2: As a grizzled. As Bale. a grizzle. And Bale. a lot
0: of people would be very happy if Christian Bale came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think
1: there's a lot of people who'd be happy for Keaton and Bale. Yeah. But I also think there's going to be a lot of people who are very disappointed not that. to not see, um, you know, uh,
2: he, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Morgan, Morgan yeah.
1: take on Bruce Wayne's father. I
2: mean, he, he was in a very brief snippet, wasn't he, as oh, Thomas Wayne? in
1: that, Bradley, have you ever seen yes. Batman v Superman?
0: Yes and I remember him in that
1: for What you less
2: than it... a minute of screen time. <laughs> yeah.
1: Stunning. But but was it who said the other day it was the most
2: beautiful death scene and it oh, like it was crazy wasn't it?
1: No idea how the gun gets in her pearl but <laughs> <laughs> But aside, he's a terrible, terrible yeah. robber. Bruce Wayne's parents have never died more so, stunningly. So stunningly, yeah. I know. What a mm-hmm. stylishly shot
2: scene. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember who played um, Martha Wayne? Yeah, it was yeah. Maggie from Walking Maggie from Walking Dead, Walking Dead wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say. The
1: rumour was, because in Flashpoint... yeah. Uh, Thomas Wayne becomes Batman yeah. and Martha Wayne becomes the Joker.
2: Because she's, uh,
1: what's her name? Laura,
2: Laura, from... Laura Cohen, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Laura Cohen? Uh, she's so, a good actress so, as well. That
1: was the whole thing that, that the rumour from uh, was that he was going to be Thomas Wayne Batman mm. and she was going to be Martha Wayne Joker.
2: Yeah, that's quite cool.
1: But you know, it I would have been.
2: We'll, well, we'll, cool. we'll wait and see. They've lost faith in that, but to be fair, like you say, Christian Bale loved Um, Michael Keaton loved you're going to get you're going to get probably naysayers but you'll Mm. also get a lot of either way you'll get a lot of people respect that. Who would
1: you guys prefer to see out of Keaton and Bale?
2: Uh, Personally Bale but purely because Keaton great Batman and everything obviously the proper film Batman you know going Mm. back but from our age group for me I'd like to see Mm. Bale because I loved him as Bruce Wayne so much this is what I was going to say I I think Batman's okay Mm. yeah his Batman's okay, but but Bruce Wayne, he was he was that guy. Mm. Like he was Bruce. Like yeah, mm. it was perfect.
1: I think you save Keaton for if you ever do a Batman Beyond yes. movie. Yes, where yes. it's so far in the future. Yes, and Batman's mm-hmm. really Really, old. really yeah. old. Yeah, sure. I think <laughs> kill it.
2: So I'm just going to quickly before we move on to the next bit that we go back to Christian Bale real quick. Um, when, we talk about suave, when we talk about the swab, when we talk about the yeah, no, I'm just going to take it to the Dark Knight, right? The, the he has one line in that film which just does, which just sums up his character for me, and that that Playboy suave thing it's when he takes um, the um, prima ballerina to dinner and meets Rachel and Harvey Dent, mm. and she says um oh she's a russian premium ba- uh, ballerina girl or whatever and uh harvey dent says uh, and rachel says oh harvey's taking me next week and he looks at harvey and goes oh really so you like ballet and i'm just like that line is just brilliant and then he says about putting the tables together and she goes um i don't think they'll let us and he goes oh they should i own the yeah. place but that's just bruce wayne in a nutshell isn't it like you know i feel like he like bradley said he was definitely up there as bruce not his batman was okay but but and you know, I still love the films, but well, you know, the voice could uh, have been a voice bit, is so. a yeah. I know, and I, you know, but it's forgivable for his performance as yeah, Bruce, and obviously, then, you yeah, Ledger for being the Joker ever. And
1: um, the only other bit of Batman news quickly is we've got a rumor that uh, there's obviously HBO Max has launched, which is um, HBO's streaming service, and the rumor is they want a Ben Affleck Batman TV series. Styled after his fight scene in Batman v Superman, um, and that to me is that would be a dream come true to be honest. <laughs> You've seen that sequence, mm. yeah. My god, it's the it, Arkham it's the games, Arkham come, to games
2: come to life. I was about to say that
1: fantastic, and
2: it's it's quite violent, isn't it? Compared oh, to normal so Batman combat, you know? good.
1: But there's a question I want to pose to you guys is we've got all these news of. Actors coming back to play Batman. Hmm. I know where you're going. A Batman TV series yeah, with Affleck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me... this Rob is Snyder, is it? is it Rob
2: Snyder doing a... Is he doing... Is it Rob Snyder doing a cut of... Uh, oh, Zack Bat- Snyder, yeah. yeah. Zack yeah. Snyder, no, he's, he's, that's what I'm saying. He's sorry. doing his cut Part of, of Justice just Yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah. be but more Snyder, excited yeah, about. Yeah, Snyder edition.
1: Uh, which I, I'm i going to get HBO Max just to watch that in <laughs> the my <laughs>
2: membership. the membership,
1: yeah. Uh, but what I wanted to ask you guys was... Obviously, we've got Robert Patterson oh, yeah. set to be Batman. the new Batman, the Batman. right? The yeah. Batman. Um, so the thing that I found strange is, do you think this almost getting a Batman series and bringing back old Batman actors is almost like a lack of faith in Patterson?
2: It's a good it angle. It's odd to me. Yeah, to pick those yeah. things up now when there's a Batman film coming yeah. out with someone who is... I, I, you know, I'm not going to slate... I'm not going to say that. Yeah, he is, and I'm not going to slate him. Um, and I'm not going to. But, but my honest, is he right for that role? I don't know. I, when-
0: I actually think he is. I think is he's it? got a lot of potential in that role hmm. because I think a lot of people sleep on him because. They don't. Twilight. Twilight. He's
1: yeah. good, though.
0: and it literally is. And even he's, uh admits he he isn't
2: proud of those movies. He, he <laughs> kind of wishes I mean, he hadn't he done them. He was younger as well. you yeah. got to remember. I saw him actually. Um, one thing I will say about him, the king. the king. He was in the king, and I thought he was brilliant. In that. So good. He was. He was. he was so good in that. Prince. You've seen the king, Bradley, You've actually seen a film. Uh, yeah. Ooh. He's seen a film. I watched films. Right. I just I Let's don't. He's seen a film.
0: No, uh, the king. Well, the king's so. like really cool and historical as well. Yeah, like That's I like mean, the guy. Oh, it it yeah. was so good.
1: Fantastic. Timothy. It uh. made me how skinny he was the entire time. Because <laughs> I'm like, you would have been <laughs> he broken. He fought since he was 14 yeah. years old in yeah, yeah, plate yeah. armor and broadswords. Yeah, he wouldn't look he like that. He would yeah. not be that tiny. But but that pick aside, fantastic actor. His speech. Phenomenal,
2: mm. um, but yeah, I mean, we could go on yeah, forever about we, we Robert will. Patterson we and that. But moving I've got on to the one last, bit. last
1: bit of news, and that is, um, there's actually, obviously, um, Disney acquired Fox a little while ago, and two of the properties they got was Alien and Predator, and it looks like they've given those properties to Marvel Comics, and Marvel Comics have announced they're going to do their own runs. Um, you guys got any thoughts on that?
0: Bradley, do you, do you want to go? Or? Do you think this is bad? Uh, I, I'm not a comic reader per se. I think I've read a few Spider-Man comics. Mm. That's about it. But, know, a Spider-Man.
1: But do you think... <laughs>
0: exactly. Modern so right. I, I think it would be like, I, I mean, personally, I just think it's quite interesting. I think any new thing can be interesting if done mm. right. It always sparks an interest for sure. Um, exactly. I don't think... People judge things way too quickly. They yeah. don't,
2: like, you know, nowadays. So I think
0: things. they see that and they're like, oh, no. But I'm like, why not just let them do what they want to Try do? It. If you don't yeah. like it, you don't have to read it. No, so, right. yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I just think it could be great.
1: I'm just slightly worried, despite the fact you're saying don't judge anything. I'm going I'm <laughs> to do a slight little judge. I'm going to do a 180 and judge you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just i am slightly worried that Marvel Comics might dumb the alien and predator down, down mm. and then he... They tease this image of Tony Stark oh, yeah. fighting the Predator, and to me, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't want you to, because to me, they fit as these horror icons. They do, right? yeah, I icons. want them to be mm-hmm. these terrifying creatures, creatures that scare unstoppable them, forces, not yeah. a Marvel comic
2: where Tony Stark's going to fly in and yeah, save the yeah, day, yeah. beat them up, yeah, yeah. And, and
1: they lose that element that makes them that's so scary.
2: Good. Fear. Yeah, the fear of um, something so powerful. Yeah, but they
0: might there's a potential chance of them getting it right and actually
2: making it horrific
0: and, you know, scary and tense. And the other thing you've got to think of is, even if it doesn't go right, it doesn't tarnish what has previously come. So, if they do it wrong, they mess it up, you don't like it, it doesn't hinder your experience of of how you did perceive them. So, I think it's always worth trying these things. And I think, I know it it can be worrying when it's something you love, but (laughs) I, I always think that Either sits there and it doesn't like that's it, that's you know, they never get used again, or they go into something new and you know, you have the chance of finding something else you love with
1: them. I mean, my last two cents on it is I'll say if you haven't read the Dark Horse comics,
2: right? This
1: is to you two and to listeners because the Dark Horse run of comics is where you got the Alien and Predator versus movies from, yeah, sure. Fantastic, and like Bradley says, you'll always have those comics that you can you can go back to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the only other thing is, do not put them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah, do do. Marvel. No, I want that. No. That, that sounds great.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way you should end that one.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, and so now we're on to our um, solo reviews, and I think Bradley, you're gonna have to forgive me. You said you wanted to talk about near automata, is that right? Near
0: automata, yes, that is, that is correct. Is that I um so recently during uh, lockdown, we've obviously had a lot of time off, a lot of us. Um, and I was picking up loads of games that I kind of missed or I slept on or I didn't think I'd enjoy, just because I wanted to fill the time and. I wanted to try new, new games out. I didn't want to keep playing the same old games. One of the games that I came across was, um, near automata, which came out in 2017 and I saw it release and I, I just slept on it. I just thought mm, it's not for me. It looks, honestly, it's weird. It is a weird game and it looks weird. And so I saw it looked weird and I just, I said, nah, not for me. And how wrong I was <laughs> it. It is, oh, it's one of my favorite games now. Probably top 10. It's it's so good. It It's not the first entry into the franchise. Uh, no. And I'll admit, I haven't played any of the others. And I honestly, I'm not going to play any of the others. Purely for the fact that I know that this is a, it's a separate story in a way. They, they do link, but they don't, you don't need to play uh, in uh, like in any order or they don't need to be played um, together. And to try and put this to you, it's it's set in a post-apocalyptic world uh, in the future, and the world is uh, invaded almost by these uh, alien-created machines. Right, and the humans are on the moon. (laughs) Right. Okay, (laughs) and they have created androids that they're humanoid androids. They look exactly like humans uh to fight what is called a proxy war. So basically the androids will fight the machines on Earth. Um is this and Japanese you play as, by any chance, <laughs> Pardon?
1: Is this Japanese by any chance?
0: It those vibes. Yeah.
1: It,
0: it is uh by a Japanese director. So so essentially you play as um the androids that uh, are on Earth and um One of the best things about this game is it doesn't fit a genre. So, when trying to explain it, I was
2: about to ask you what genre it is.
0: It's so hard to explain. And the genres I have worked it down to are its main genre would probably be an action RPG. Right. But it's made um, with Platinum games. And I don't know if you're familiar with Platinum games, but they're very famous for their hack and slash combat. So, they made games like um, Bayonetta. Yes. Oh, yes. So they're really famous for their hack and slash combat. So I would say it's a hack and uh, and slash game, and like heavily combat focused. Um, But then it will completely switch, and suddenly you'll be in a bullet hell game. (laughs) It will be 2D, and you'll be dodging projectiles like um, all those classic games that you. It
2: it, it, doesn't. It keeps you on your toes, basically.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is. You'll be playing through all this and yeah. all all three of these genres that I've tried to work it down to will be <laughs> present at once, potentially. Right. So, like, you, sometimes you'll be in a 2D bullet hell and sometimes you'll be in a 3D bullet hell while hack and slashing your way through, using all the upgrades and uh, things you've collected through the RPG section. So, it's it's really cool and it really feels like a fresh take on what a genre is yeah, because it isn't specific define, to any one define, thing. Yeah, sure.
1: But it's casually like could a casual gamer jump into
0: this or is it too yeah i think they could 100% um because it's not punishing now this is one of the first games in a long long time that i didn't play on the hardest difficulty wow because i felt no need to it impressed me that much that uh, i didn't want to spend my time yeah like long. grinding through the game and struggling and having that that pain of failure over and over again because I, I felt no need to. I, I felt it was just hindering the experience of anything because there's actually there's no gain from it either in, in terms of like uh, additional loot or there's literally no, it, it's just there if you want it. And I, I didn't want it. I, I finally got to a point where I was like, I don't, I don't need the extra uh, difficulty in this game. But um, yeah, so basically I absolutely adored this game and it was largely in part to an amazing story. Um, the characters you just fall in love with over time, even though they're androids and they're not so much human-like.
1: Do you make that character Bradley or is it, is it a cast that you play with?
0: What was that, sorry?
1: Uh, do you like sort of make your own character
0: or is it, um, you know, like... Uh, no, yes, yeah, so they are pre-made characters mm-hmm. um, and you play, you don't just play as one of them. And um, that's part of another thing that I loved about the game. To actually experience the whole story, you you'll need to go through it multiple times. Now, I thought this would be onerous at first. I thought that this would be boring. And I really didn't want to go through it like several times. But there's actually 26 endings for this game. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, that (laughs) is Exactly. Uh, It's the alphabet. So each ending will be attributed to a letter.
2: Wow, that's clever.
0: Uh, And basically there is only around, so it's A to E is the the main endings. And then the rest are all very, very small. Sure. Like uh, bad endings, essentially. Sure. But they're all they're all kind of humorous and unique and, and I went through and did all twenty-six and and each one feels special. But you did all twenty-six oh, you did. <laughs> it, it, it literally the soundtrack of this game as well was oh, really? fantastic.
1: What sort of music is it? What sort of feel does it have going on? Like an orchestral
0: or Yeah, really it had a bit of everything. And the, the biggest thing for me was that each area had its own soundtrack. And so when you went to that area, you'd get that soundtrack, and you you'd knew feel the where flag. you were from the music. Yeah, and it was, it, and it was such good music that it, like, some of it left you feeling kind of eerie, and like you yeah. didn't want to be there. And so every time you'd go there, you'd you'd know that that music was coming, and it, it was kind of, it just left you with that feeling of like I want to go or I want to get there because the music was so impactful. Yeah, but sure. overall. The story was was the most impactful thing. It leaves yeah. you with so many moral uh, choices, or yeah. not so much choices, but things that make you think afterwards. And it it just leaves you with that. And and once you finish playing, it's just one of those games that you, you just don't know what to do afterwards mm-hmm. because
1: sure. you've been left with this,
0: We've this all big games like that. Would you
1: say it's very much one of those games that is a passion project? There's no like. Like greed, or there's no sort of corporate yeah. influence. It's just a game studio and a director making. Honestly, it feels like that. It feels like this director had this super
0: weird, unique world, <laughs> and he just fleshed it out. He just made this 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 huge world that just feels lived in, and it it just feels amazing. It, it, like I highly recommend playing it because. <laughs> It feels weird at first, and it is a weird game. And you will still, after completing all 26 endings, think that was a strange game. But I would highly recommend it to anyone because its it has something for everyone. If you like hack and slash gameplay, it's got amazing combat. If you like RPGs and, you know, collecting things, there's not that much loot, Jack, but... Oh, i might my- just to say you can collect things. things. There's not that much loot, but but they kind of they lean into uh, rather than collecting lots of loot, uh, upgrading the loot you get. Oh. So
2: when you so said there is that. an element
0: of that, yeah, there's there's different weapons and stuff. So there is there's enough to keep a gremlin satisfied. So when
2: you <laughs> said, I'm not going to lie to you, when you said I was like listening and then taking it all in, and then you said the word loot, yeah, and all of a sudden, yeah, this this look came upon my eyes, right, and I just felt it this, like, I felt this. <laughs> Crush us! Crush us! All of a sudden, I got really excited, and I was like, I felt like you know when um, you know in Lord of the Rings when uh, when he does at the end where he grabs the ring and he's standing there staring like staring at it in awe. Finally, he's yeah. got hold of it again. That's how I felt. <laughs> like before. I
0: found my one piece that I love of this game. Yeah, yeah
2: that's it. Yeah, no, it does sound. Yeah, there's, good, um, and there's, I- there's I- special
0: weapons sure. that you could uh, you could go around and you could collect, and you would probably feel really good sure. seeing those special weapons, and they have. Unique abilities and things like that, but
2: I mean, yeah, I would highly recommend it. I mean, I probably will give it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and on the subject of that, um, I moving on to my review um, now. My review is it's one that ne- I, neither of you would have ever probably even considered playing because <laughs> we, we both know, uh, we all know that it's
1: one of your niches. Niche,
2: horror is my niche, um, and I do love a horror film. I, I'm a sucker for them, and I love a horror game. Um, now, I recently, um, I had the Xbox Game Pass actually, and um, on August um, last year, uh, August the 30th in 2019, Blair Witch, um, they released a Blair Witch video game. Um, and I liked the films. Um, I downloaded it on the Game Pass for free, and I thought, I might play this, I might not. Um, it sat there for so long, and I never touched it. I started it, I did the first two minutes, and I thought, eh, and I turned it off. Um, not long ago, uh, I decided to, I was bored, I didn't know what to play. And I thought this, I'm going to go back to it and see if I can tolerate it. And I thought maybe, maybe We've all done I, I was in the, I was in the feeling for something scary and I, I couldn't find a film that was scary. And I thought, uh, you know what, maybe this will be good. Cause horror games, I'm sorry, but they do affect you more than horror films do. And that's just a fact you play them and it's more of a, you get involved. And so I downloaded this um, Blair, Witch. is basically, um, it's what you'd class, if you've seen the films, you'd know, but it's a psychological horror game. So you, in this game, you play as um, a character called Ellis Lynch. Um, he is a former policeman. Um, and uh, without any spoilers, basically the, the premise of the game is that you are helping the police force um, enter the forest looking for a, a boy who has gone missing, a child. Um, you are suffering with ptsd um, and you have a companion who follows you the whole way through the game which is um, your dog Um, and he basically they tell you at the start they teach you the mechanics which basically is pretty simple Um, you get the obvious the camera to see in the dark the camera to record things which is important Um, and you enter the forest with the dog and you can control the dog with a number of commands. You can reprimand him if he's being naughty. You can pet him. Why you can treat him. I know. Cruel I know. Humans. I know, right? And it actually tells you that depending on how you treat the dog depends on how much you will struggle with the game because the better you treat the dog, the more the dog looks out for you, which I thought was really cool. And tick for the
1: developers.
2: It is a tick for the developers <laughs> and, and they were good boys for that because like, you know, you know, it's a really, really cool feature because you kind of, my whole experience in this game was, please don't let the dog die. Please don't let the dog die. Please. I didn't care what happened to Ellis. I cared I what happened to the dog. Nigeria. It was, yeah. And I was just so scared the whole way through about um, this dog dying. And I, I, I'll say nothing more on it, but basically the game works. Um, you you enter the forest and the forest plays tricks on you. You The dog is your guidance in the game. There's no map, no no sense of direction. It's like a real forest. You get lost. The dog, you use the dog's sniffing ability to help find the path and the dog runs away sometimes and you have to call him back um and it it works kind of on that basis the dog is your guide um and it's a bit puzzle solving to an extent there's bits where you will feel like you are running around in circles in the same bit of forest and you'll be going what on earth is happening because you can't find where you're supposed to go it starts off really small so like you start off with um it delves into Ellis's past um, and you kind of start to progressively find out why he's traumatized, what happened to him, why he's a former police officer and why he needs the dog to cope. Um, And the way that the game works is it starts off with minor things like your phone ringing um, and no one being on the other end of it. You know, the typical horror Mm. traits, you know, the phone, um, like twig snapping and things like that. As the game goes on, the the paranoia that becomes more and more and more intense. The atmosphere and like builds. It builds, right? And the dog, there's, you get a flashlight, you get a camera, and they've all, they all play really important parts in the gameplay mechanics. Um, and there's a really cool one, which I just quickly talked about with the, the recorder. When you, rec- you find tapes throughout, um, and the tapes play like a sequence of something happening, when you rewind the tapes backwards and forwards, and you can pause and play at any time, when you hit certain points in the tape, say, for example, a tree falls down in the tape, if your path is blocked by that fallen tree and you rewind the tape and you pause it to before the tree fell, when you come off the camera, the tree is back up in the real world. So it,
1: <laughs> oh, it it's a
2: really unique thing because it does build this sense of like, there's a, there's tapes where something's behind you
1: yeah.
2: and you think, well, if I come off the camera now, is it really going to be there? And then you turn around and it's not. And it's like, it, it really plays with your head. Now I played the game through pretty much all in one go. I played it. It took me two days, but I played it in <laughs> one go pretty much. And yeah, I loved it, right? I love psychological horror. I love the fact that you don't ever really know what's happening. You kind of lose so much always reality on and you're always on edge. Um, and I found out that throughout the game, and I won't even tell people what, because if they play it, it's even more surprise. There's something that's happening throughout the whole game. And you would just do it because it, the game tells you to do it. And subconsciously, you just, you know, if a game gives you an instruction, you just go, oh yeah, I do that. Yeah. Um, that's the button to do it. I'll do it. What you don't realise is that the more you do this said thing, the worse you're making the game. You're making the game that your paranoia and that worse throughout, and you don't know that. And uh, that's why I wouldn't tell people what it was because it's a major element. Um, and what I found out is that the game has alternate endings as well, um, which obviously I love. Oh, okay. And there is, I think, there is three endings from my from my memory. There's three endings, um, and they're all very different. And you can get to them from a certain point in the game onward so the okay. game's linear until a certain the point The length depends on your choice and right? it does yeah so you don't make choices per se but then when you get to a certain segment of the game from there to the end depending on how you attack the rest of it depends on the outcome that you end up with and that adds a lot of replayability to it um because you'll kind of get to the end of it as well and a bit like what Bradley was saying with his game you kind of feel so stressed out as well in this game because it plays on your your sanity mm. that when you get to the end and it's this really all the endings are quite like pretty like intense and climactic and when it ends you then just get like an overall summary basically at the end of what this what happened following the end right
1: like a like slide like,
2: shot, like, right? like a slideshow. it's like a um like a report police yeah. report basically yeah yeah and you sit there and you read it and honestly i've got goosebumps talking about it <laughs> right you <laughs> sit there and you read it and you just think wow and you kind of like just think that really like I feel like that actually played with my head because you start to just go like I'm not saying you come off of it and you're like wow I'm paranoid and all, but, but you you play it and you go I was so invested in getting to the end of that story to find out what happened to the boy finding out what happened to Ellis um, and most importantly was the dog okay that's all <laughs> I cared about and the whole way through I was like if anything happens to this dog I'll be writing one of those death threats to the publishers because <laughs> the because that's not okay. Um, Ellis could die and it wouldn't matter. We but, only but, make
1: occasional exceptions. Yeah,
2: yeah, but dogs—that's drawing the line. But but no, honestly, you, I know neither of you horrors, uh, are horrors horror fans, and I know that's kind of that, that's kind of why I want to talk about this. Mm. But if you were looking for a game and you're like, I'm not sure what to play, and you want to play something that is going to get you invested. It's going to be intense it's not complicated either like although you get lost on purpose the game kind of finds a way to push you back on the path if you're like majorly lost right. with the dog um and you'll never really feel like there's not a million controls there's not you know oh what, what do i have to do here again you know let me go back into the inventory and look for what i've got to do let me it's pretty straightforward you find tape you use a camera you use a flashlight the dog guides you you command dog you pet the dog if you're me, you give the dog hundreds of treats all the way through <laughs> to tell him he's a good boy. Um, it's but, scary. You're a good boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's scary. Yeah, but it is, and the dog feels like protection because Ellis is really losing it. Like he and and what there's a couple of scenes in the game which these are non-spoilers, but there, there's a couple of scenes where Ellis really starts to slip, um, and his character starts to become almost dangerous um and the dog every time is what brings him back to reality by doing what the dog's trained to do which is be a ptsd dog so it it basically cuddles him in a sense it it, you know wraps around him and reminds him he's still there you know like he's real um and honestly exactly but honestly it is such a great experience and if you like i say if you were ever just like "Hmm, that's cheap and or, or i don't know what to play give it a go Spare with the first sort of opening five, ten minutes because it does take a little while to just kind of get going. But I think you'd both really enjoy it, in mm. all honesty. And, and from someone who doesn't, both of you don't really deal with horror, what do you think it sounds like? What, what's your kind of thought on it?
1: It sounds like a really interesting experience. Yeah. It sounds like it's something that you need to shut off from the outside world. You do, yeah. And just experience it, and, right?
2: And play with headphones. Yeah. Because that. That uh, amplifies the horror like yeah. massively. yeah.
1: I mean, uh, I don't play a lot of horror, but um, it's definitely something I would consider giving a go yeah. if, if uh, I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, not sure what to, to play. go, Yeah, no, definitely. About Bradley, you, Bradley, would you?
0: Yeah, again, I'm not a massive horror fan, I, but if I were to play horror, I'd definitely be more inclined to this from what you've said, because yeah. I really like
2: the idea of the whole psychological stuff. That's what I would be more interested in. You're more interested uh, in trying to find, trying to kind of put it together for yourself, you know, like yeah,
0: more the story. What's, what's, this is the thing: is, is horrors are quite famous for having pretty mess stories. They are, and I think, and I think that's what kind of puts me off because I I don't really get scared by them, no. and I'm not really in it for the tension and the jump You're not skin. in it
2: for the, the horror; you're in it for a story. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah, like or something. So like either like a really good gameplay mechanic or yeah. or, or um a good story and normally they kind of follow tropes and do, yeah.
2: just do jump scares and it's a walk-in simulator with jumps and and the, and, the, and the one thing you need to know about this game is that there's a dog in it so they're, they're, there's, Wait, your there's your it's, reason there's your reason they went we're gonna put a dog in it as your companion in this game and i went well you've sold it to me then just tell me it <laughs> well because just started downloading it yeah. <laughs> yeah. well why didn't you say so but yeah
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely something I'll give a go. Sure. Um, are, you, are you all done? Yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to move on now to my review, which I played a little game called Gears of War 5.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just a little one, just, just a little just, one. It's an indie game. I you heard it. Yeah. Excuse me, what's that? Gears? Yeah.
1: There's been, you know, six others, because there was judgment. Yeah. judgment. <laughs> but no, anyway. Um. And it's one of these games that I played recently because of lockdown. Uh, we've had the discussion nights before, um, Bradley's also owned it, but you've installed it twice and then removed it for space and never played it. Is that right?
0: Yeah, it, it's a big game, which is part of the reason I just picked that every time, but every time I go to play it, I just I just end up settling on something else. I don't know what it is either because I've really enjoyed gears one to four, and judgment to be fair. I actually quite I know judgment's a controversial mm-hmm. one, but I actually quite like judgment. Um, but yeah, so I just... So tell, tell me why I should, I should reinstall it for the third time and actually play through
1: it. Because I was very much like you, Bradley. I have bought every single Gears of War game on release. This is the first time I think I've ever not bothered. And I think there was an element of... Um, and this is, this is one thing I don't want to sound like a sexist, but it, there's no hiding that if you watched any of the material... The main character in this one is a chick. Yes, yes. Yeah, and for me, I, I love don't be wrong. I love Tomb Raider. Yes, Laura sure. Croft. <laughs> oh my God, I could play as her for, for days. But I think the thing for me was Gears of War is such this big roided testosterone, yeah, yeah. ridiculous chainsaw fest. Chainsaw in yeah. <laughs> um, You know, we just look at Marcus. Yes. Yeah, yeah. guy's arms are bigger than tree trunks. <laughs> And I, I, there's a couple of reasons I slept on it, um, and I think the thing with it is, gameplay wise, it is sort of more of the same. Yeah, sure. If you liked the other gears, you're going to like you, it. You'll like yeah. this one. Um, there's nothing particularly, you know, Stand intuitive. Out yeah, yeah, sure. Um, about it, but you know, it's just more of the same. It's good. It's gritty. It's tough. It's gory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's experience. And the story, without any spoilers, really surprised me. Yeah. Because I'd sort of always followed Gear's story very in depth. And this one, without any spoilers, it confirms a lot of old fan theories. Right. And it also really neatly ties the new Gear games into the old Gear games. Right. And the reason that you play as the female, I won't spoil it for yeah, you guys. Yeah, sure. But it links into the story in such a compelling and in clever way yeah, yeah. that I was so sold on it. Right. And so yeah. much of this game is revisiting a place from Gears of War 2. Right. And that, for me, was so fun.
2: I mean, yeah, that uh, that definitely sounds interesting. I, I'm one of those people
1: as well. Like, I've
2: obviously always enjoyed the Gears franchise. Um, I did the same thing, slept on Gears. Um, I, I did the same thing actually as Bradley, um, not as many times, but I had I had installed it. Um, and this <laughs> such got, a big game. I'd though. even got to the point of um, loading it up at one point, and I just for whatever reason I just didn't start it. But I did play the. Um, obviously, we're only really talking about the, the story, but but I did play the multiplayer, uh, the open beta before the release, and um, for multiplayer and Gears of War multiplayer doesn't really change much. I was like, oh, this is fun. You know, I enjoyed this. I was, you know, getting on with it. So then when the game released, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to get Gears War 5. Um, and then, yeah, it just, just never, never did. Did. <laughs> No, But now yeah, that, now was, you're that saying, was me. That was exactly the same. Now you're saying that, like the fact that it, I quite like the fact that mm. it links in, like you said, it links into the previous games. Oh, yeah, that yeah. kind of yeah. makes me want to play it more, if anything.
1: If, if you read all the I would
2: definitely play it over the summer.
1: It adds so much to the universe. And I think... I think the biggest problem a lot of old school Gears fans have and I'll be completely honest with you the locusts which are the enemies from yeah. Gears 1 to 3 in judgment sure. are far better than the hive yeah which is the enemy that replaces them in the newer games yeah of course just there's something about the hive is interesting because it's more parasitic it's more monstrous right mm-hmm. there's more elements of they're more creatures whereas yeah. i don't know if you guys know but the locust always to me
2: well human like felt
1: like a military yeah they, they were yeah they were wrong they were alien but in they, a sense. but
2: they had human
1: but they had human traits yeah. they had whereas this enemy is far more animalistic yeah and I think that's good because I, I think, like you said, Bradley, change is good.
2: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and
1: they're interesting Definitely. because you wouldn't want to just keep fighting the locusts. No, of course you wouldn't. But if you wanted to compare them, yeah, you know, the locusts for me, mm. take, and, and without any spoilers, there is a point where maybe you get to fight a few locusts <laughs> in Gears <laughs> 5. Um, that's completely out of context. You need the context. But that, and that, that sort of... Tinged at my little nostalgia oh, heart. Little and was like, ah, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Chainsaw and a locust in heart. <laughs> and was like, ah. um, but yeah, no. I generally think it's it's good. And if you are a fan of the Gears of War characters, They'd this for me it. is the has so many cameos. My God, and Bradley, if you love Judgment, there is a character in Judgment that's very unique, and I can't believe he had a cameo in Gears of War Five. Literally, oh, really? Almost all of the Gears of War characters, oh, come back I have in to give it a go now. As old men, <laughs> like, because this is like 30 years yeah, on, yeah, right? Sure. They're pushing, yeah. city, all and they're still roided and they're, up and, and massive. I like, bet <laughs> like an old scientist man, and yeah. you see him in his robes, he's like, scientists get up, yeah, yeah, he's
2: jacked, he's <laughs>
1: huge, he's a monster, yeah. and they all are, and it's hilarious. Yeah. And the cameos, it's just and it pretty much, it's a who's who of Gears of War, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There's or anyone who's still alive, you see them at, at some one point. point or not.
2: Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: And that, for me, was something that I found so fun and engaging throughout the storyline.
2: Sure.
1: And I will say there's a twist in it that I don't think is massively surprising, but I thought it was very good. Um, right. So it was
0: well done, even though it wasn't completely
1: unexpected. No, I don't think the story is anything... The gameplay and story, it's a lot... Except for a few story elements that are new and interesting that I won't spoil because it ruined the game. Um, I I think if you love Gears of War, you owe it to yourself to play this game. You really do. And I think what it adds is great. The only thing I will quickly say about it that just comes to me as well is the thing that's quite weird about it is it has this weird swapping where you go from traditional gears of war levels right. where it's all you know pre-planned yeah, and there's sure. a structure to open world segments oh, oh well, you, so you get so the vehicle don't the you do this
2: gift yeah. thing and, is it a skiff and, or something like that yeah it's a skiff i've seen that and there.
1: i i really like the open world i think it adds a lot to the game yeah but yeah. i don't think there's enough there no I think it falls a bit flat. Is it,
2: am I right in thinking it's just basically a travel mechanic with the option to get off every now and yeah, then and go to places? It's very
1: much Bradley's dream because yeah. if you wanted to be a completionist, you could go and get there's actually side done. missions you yeah. can do yeah. that change how the main story plays slightly. Right. Uh, right. And that, yeah,
0: I'd be really interested in those. And, and
1: there's one thing I will say, which isn't really a spoiler. But they play around a lot more with r p g mechanics in this one, right, which okay. I know a lot of people didn't I think there's some good ideas there. I think yeah. maybe they take it a bit too far sure uh there's a whole element where you can potentially stealth enemies
2: right, which was oh different so so to bizarre yeah. to me they yeah. yeah. chainsaw them quietly like
1: chainsaw you have a knife in this one <laughs> she like puts it through the head or cuts the throat and basically you can customize your abilities and that can completely change your play style yeah um that's interesting yeah and i think some of it lands and some of it doesn't Doesn't. yeah sure um but i generally think it's a great game and if you love gears it's worth it for the cameos alone
2: sure sure i mean Mm -hmm. well while we're um Obviously, I mean, I definitely think I'm going to give it a go, and I think by the sounds of it, Bradley probably will too. Um, but while we're on yeah. the subject of Gears of War, um, we're also talking about a beloved franchise, mm. Gears of War. Obviously, as a sort of beloved franchise,
1: Xbox baby. Let's
2: go back to old times. Um, we are now g- going to talk about the uh, the golden oldie of this week's episode. Um, who would like to talk about it first?
1: Yeah, so so um, we all thought it'd be fun to go back, uh, but obviously play an old game. And we all settled on our first one of to play 2007's portal um and uh, we all went away we all played it, completed it and um what did you guys sort of think of it?
2: I think so for example um Chris you are any, really just sorry
1: are any of you nostalgic for it have any of you guys played it before?
2: so I hadn't played it before I know that Bradley no. had played it yeah days.
0: I had back on the 360
2: wow the 360 Whoa. um yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah no i i'd never played it before um you've only just recently played it but i i recently downloaded it um, a little while before you um which is kind of why we started talking about it in the first place um i downloaded it because i was looking for something to play and it was one pound on steam and i thought one <laughs> pound like i always was really interested by the idea of portal and i'd heard a lot of good things so i, I thought i'd give it a go um my experience with Portal One. Um, was non-stop enjoyment. Um, mm. I I think we can all agree that the, the predominant feature of Portal One um, is its atmosphere. Um, mm. It's it's really cleverly told. Um, considering it, it's 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 yeah, it's fantastically written, um, but it's really cleverly told considering you're actually in box rooms pretty much the whole time with white walls and the occasional splash of colour. Like you know, it's it is core. The, the whole principle is not very complicated compelling. and not very, yeah, it's not very compelling really, is it? You, yeah. you think about it, it's, it's, so you're a test subject in a, in a facility of
1: robots, I mean That's basically. quite an interesting. Yeah, it is. Word. But that, the idea that it is,
2: but it's not is. like that's never been done before. No, yeah. no. But yeah, what, what I quite like is like you said, is you are the test subject as a human and the robots are testing you, which is obviously vice versa. And Hilarious. there's a lot of humor in the game, but it's very dark, like monotone humor, mm. isn't it? Like very, like mm-hmm. you feel like you're laughing at these robots, even though they're actually just basically, they're basically just setting you up mm. for failure, aren't they? Like in a weird way.
1: And we, yeah, about the gun robots in this game, the enemy oh, drones, yes. you fight. Yeah, I don't know about you, Bradley, but me and Jack, we thought they were creepy. Well, they made us uncomfortable
2: so you know oh the, the, no i thought they were really cute right i oh, felt bad okay because okay, you, you okay. can drop them and i just felt so bad right, every so, time okay but you can't tell me that when you go into the first segment with the uh, the gun um the gun robots you can't tell me that it's not creepy when you've got your headset on <laughs> and all you hear is in a really 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 high-pitched voice all you hear is I see you. And then you, him, <laughs> and then you hear him when you Oh hide. No, but then, okay, so then you lose, you he loses you sight of you and he's like, where have are you, you gone? <laughs> he goes, are you still there? And it's like, there you go, I are you still are, there? that still not creepy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I had, it's adorable. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> but that was <laughs> <the> <laughs> best thing when you portal behind them and you just sprint yeah. at them and yeah. body them to the floor. So they go. And so so. The, the actual obviously
2: principle of the game is, you know, you have the portal gun. You create your own portals. Um and you navigate the rooms, puzzles over. Puzzle yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot of experience with puzzle games, but I found that I played this whole thing through, and I was so just invested. I was like, I just wanted to do the next room. Every time I finished the room, I was like, I need to do the next room, and I was laughing. A very fulfilling wife. puzzle game. It is fulfilling. Yeah, you and, feel,
1: I feel. I don't know about you guys, but I felt very stupid at times. Yes. Yeah. But then at the same time, if I did something that I genuinely thought was difficult yeah. and I figured it out,
2: you felt really smart. I
1: felt so rewarded and it, and it until almost, I got to the next room.
2: And then you almost get the gratitude from the robot of telling you, well done, because <laughs> no one usually passes this room or whatever they say to you. And you're like, she,
1: she says this line, I think, where she says, if you get thirsty, yeah. just don't worry if you pass out. Like, yeah, or some, yeah. Something like, if you get thirsty, just pass
2: out but there's but this is the thing there's a lot of um good humor in there so i don't know if you'll remember bradley not maybe not so much but the companion box they give you in one room and they tell you you need to make the companion box
1: name of that box though she calls it she calls it
2: something but the companion box she tells you to get to the end of the room safely Mm. right she says halfway through over the tannoy um, if you carry it
1: through the whole puzzle you do
2: yeah and halfway through if you're just listening to while you're trying to figure it out she talks again and she says something along the lines of, which I remember finding really funny. She says something along the lines of um, we need to, we are required to remind you that if the box speaks, it cannot speak because it's just a box. Um, and then it says, however, if you feel like you do yeah. hear the box speaking, don't listen to, don't it. Listen to it. It's a liar <laughs> or something like that. And it's like, that's just really funny because you don't, exp- it's not like, it's like part of the main story. It just happens in it's the like background while you're doing course, stuff, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, it is. It's it's, 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 it, it, it does. It? Yeah, and it's a very fulfilling game. You're right, Bradley. Like you, kind of, you feel the levels progressively getting mm. a bit more complicated, and obviously, it's
1: very good. Would you pacing. say, probably, Yes. Yeah. The, the difficulty increase, I thought, was very well done. Would Would you agree? The sort of.
0: I definitely think so, but I also think it's a game. So I went back and played it over the weekend as well. Yeah. It's a game that once you have that mindset of. That, I mean, the the motto is um, now you're thinking with portals. Yeah. And once you do have that mindset, you never lose it. When I went back at the weekend, yeah, I I could just go through every puzzle, barely stopping. There was one or two that I kind of kind got of stumbled. I you never you, but, yeah, lose I, that
2: that that way of thinking. It's really I'm, strange. It is. I imagine, and actually, that's a really good slogan, isn't it? Now you're thinking with
0: now you're thinking with portals.
2: I, yeah. I honestly do believe that as well because i think it's like, it's like riding a bike yeah because i think if i went back and played portal again in a month or two it's i think i'd be able to do a speed run because you your brain does start to. how long, how long like, did
1: it take you uh,
2: well i played it in I, I played it late when i first installed it like late at night um yeah. and i played about an hour or so and then the next day i played it. I didn't it's sort of a couple of hours maybe and it just completed it from there right. right, yeah, I day. I
1: think I was three or four hours. Yeah.
2: So it's yeah. not obviously it's not a majorly long game, but it is old as well. Um but but obviously then you... I'm
1: pretty sure there's a speed run when I looked that said it was forty two minutes. Right. So <laughs> yeah probably um, I'm not doing <laughs> and it that. It took me four hours. Yeah. But but I think I, I did it in
0: just under two.
2: <laughs> but what I like is that you do you do get this interesting mindset, don't you? If, like, you you enter a room, and the first thing you start doing is, right, portal goes there, portal goes there, that gets me up there, that gets me down there. And then if you if you did hit a stumbling block, you'd go, hang on a minute, and then you feel like a professor scratching your head thinking, like, How, where does this portal go? And where am I supposed to put it? Like like I said to yeah. Chris earlier, one of the rooms in the game that really frustrated me, not because it was difficult and I couldn't work it out, but because I just kept getting it wrong. Do you remember the room, Bradley, where you have literally it's just a room with an acid floor and there's just uh levels up and Partial up and up, up and up increase and you have to jump down and propel yourself up the first one and then you have to place a portal before you fall so that you fall yeah i forward. love i love the momentum ones i'm really That's, good at those. <laughs> so it's great it's great but that one made me feel like an idiot because i kept because even though it's a straightforward room and i knew what i was doing just because i was focusing on the momentum and stuff I kept placing the wrong colour portal and then just pinging myself back to the floor again. And I, like, <laughs> and I felt like an idiot, but then it is when you do that room you, or the, whatever room you struggle with or whatever room you stop on, you go, Oh, I'm a genius. And then you think <laughs> you remember that you're in a square room and robots are testing you and you go, wow. Yeah. You know, but I really loved it. Um, and, I think it's a great old game mm, for for when definitely. it was made, and it's definitely got clever mechanics with the the portals and the way yeah, they work. Yeah, mechanically, I still think it it, it stands it's so great. ahead of its time. Mm, it does hold way yeah, definitely.
1: No, it's great. And I think there's one thing we have to talk about, mm. which I absolutely love. I know what you're going to say. Because the whole time I'm playing yeah. the woman superintendent robot is going, "Cake, you'll get cake when this is over." Yeah, or yeah, cake. yeah. There's and I can remember there's a party with cake, wandering yeah. into and there's the camera. little symbol
0: on the walls. Yeah, yeah the cake, it says, cake is alive. Is alive. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I was like, I just, I, you know. It doesn't sound that funny, but it, when you're playing. When
2: you've yeah. been told the whole way through, they're promising you this slice this it's cake in so a birthday good. party, aren't they? Or so whatever. And then you find this thing on the wall that's just there. And it's not like an obvious thing you have to find, no, is it? It's, it's just, just there. there. And there's actually a lot of drawings on the walls. I noticed them, other ones. It's like, quite um,
1: creepy. Cause yeah, because it's like. Scribblings about these people who couldn't get out. Yeah, yeah trying yeah. to survive. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, no, Portal, I mean. All round, I think we've all enjoyed it, haven't we? We've all definitely said it holds its weight. Oh, definitely. In nostalgia sense, it will
0: always uh, stand the test of time because of how unique
2: it is. Yeah, and it was obviously they've got Portal 2 as well, Mm. which we were talking about. We're doing, yeah, we've all all talking about going and doing Mm. that, um, which I think would be interesting as
1: well. Mm. But I think the one thing for me that was really big about Portal is I hate, I absolutely hate puzzle games. Yeah. I want to kill myself every time there's a puzzle in a game. You just get and,
2: frustrated, yeah.
1: And this is the first puzzle game I've sat down because I was dreading actually playing this. <laughs> and I played it And honestly, I loved it. It's so well-written. It's so well-crafted. It's just this wacky, fun experience. It is, yeah and for someone who hates puzzle games to say to you recommend you to yeah. play it yeah i mm-hmm. think that says all you really need to know about the game
2: exactly and if you want yeah. a little bit of little bit of free advertising steam um it's one pound at the moment <laughs> well actually you can buy them both <laughs> in a bundle of two pounds so that's a <laughs> i think game. it might have ended
0: at, at this point
2: ah uh, well you've all See missed out then But either way, like sure give, it... give valve some more money they need i'm it. sure it's pretty <laughs> cheap so yeah just just go pick it Get up it if a you go. haven't. Um, but anyway, moving on to kind of our final section, which I'm dreading, by the way. So
1: this is a little yeah, bit me of too. fun that the evil master of me <laughs> decided to come up with. This is a section called Delve Into Fandom, where we choose a random science fiction or fantasy universe. And there are five multiple choice questions that these two guys have to answer. And the universe we've chosen this week is Warhammer 40k. So get your neckbeards out. <laughs> and get ready for some in-depth nerdery, okay?
2: I don't um, have a clue. I'm, I'm going to be honest, we're going to start this quiz by me saying, I've never played slash seen anything about this. Or consumed
1: any games. No,
2: and words. yeah. You and never the same
1: goes for me. as a kid? I remember So Jack, would I you mean... like
0: to team up? Yeah, I think we should team up on this <laughs> quiz. <Team laughs> up and see if we can multiple choice guess. Yeah. Uh,
1: some of these are, are easy, but I say this, we're meant to do two easy and three hard, but I'm going to be honest with you, if you're a 40k fan, these are probably all easy.
2: But to us. <laughs> but to these guys. To complete novices.
1: Cut them some someone slack.
2: That, Yeah, so leave me alone, basically, because I don't yeah. take Don't those.
1: send death Yeah, Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <don't>, send, yeah <laughs> this, this isn't our game. Right, so okay,
1: question so number one. My first question for you both is, mm-hmm. what is the preferred type of combat for the Space Marines, or as they're otherwise known, the Adeptus Astartes in 40k. And
2: the three of course.
1: Options. And the three options are of course. use of their advanced weaponry taking the enemy from a safe distance. That's right. number one. Number two, a supreme dance-off. They defeat their enemies with grand style. <laughs> or the third option is Glorious melee combat.
2: Right, I'm just going to say real quick. If it's not B, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> but I think, I think it's C. Bradley I think they have swords. I'm not going to lie. I
0: think they have swords. Yes. Yeah. So it's swords. Yeah. yeah okay. So, many C- swords. so,
1: probably the most advanced sci-fi setting of all time, <laughs> and they decide to run at each other with chain swords and power swords. Pilgrims makes sense. Makes makes all the yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so the second question I have for you is who is the god emperor of mankind?
2: The Luke yeah. Gremlin.
1: And the first one is just some normal really old dude who's in charge? <laughs> or a literal god-like human entity that has existed since ancient times? Or the third option, Warhammer 40k's version of the Pope?
2: Ah, oh. Jack, what, what are we going for? I mean, I was sold with the entity thing, but then he said Warhammer's Pope, and I kind of thought that would be amazing. He also it said this would be easy.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is an easy question. Think about it. God Emperor of Mankind.
2: Yeah, he can't be the Pope. I'm sorry, Pope, but he can't be. It's Think got about be... his name, guys. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be the Emperor Entity thing, right? B. Yes,
1: yeah. he is a literal godlike human entity oh. that has existed since ancient times. Does <laughs> it have, have a name? Like... Yeah, the yeah. God Emperor of Mankind.
0: <laughs> oh, that, that is its name. That I thought that was his just its title. No, I mean, no, that's like cool. an actual name. That's yeah, his street I
1: think name. He has a real name, <laughs> but it hasn't been revealed yet. Right.
2: Uh, okay.
1: He, he just, he's just going to be like Steve. He's like an enigma. <laughs> he's like um, this being that exists that they only know him as that. Uh,
0: okay. He almost right, doesn't
1: have his own personality because he's right. so beyond stuff.
0: So now we're on to the hard questions, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, this one, to be fair, this one's a bit fun. What is the main tactic used by the Imperial Army? You ready for this one? Yep. A, more advanced and superior weaponry to overwhelm the enemy. So, B, take this little lightball shooter, charge that hill, and drown the enemy in the weight of our own blood and bodies. That's all likely. C, <laughs> There is no need for a conventional army due to the space marines. So this force is purely a naval force using fleet power as opposed to manpower. What do
2: Ooh.
0: you reckon? Ooh. It's, it's got to be B or C. Yes,
2: yeah, I'm going B or C. Um, what do you reckon, Bradley? Are we going for their bathing in blood or are we going for um, their, the Navy?
1: <laughs>
2: what, what do you reckon? Uh, maybe maybe
0: the Navy. It's um, up to you though. I'm what good. do you think? I'm gonna go with bathing in
2: blood.
1: Yeah, okay, Jack I'll go is with right. the movie. Yes it, oh. it is the, the Warhammer is a thing they call Grim Dark. Right. Where it's literally they all have laser guns, but for some reason they fight like it's the seventeen hundreds.
2: Yeah, it makes no sense. And
1: they're just like, Oh, we've got a million girls. <laughs> <Yes. in." laughs> they can just run over the hill and all so, that. and eventually enough of them will die that will win.
2: So basically I'm just going to say now. Uh,
1: don't, you don't be human. In no. A
2: so basically, I've just answered three out of three questions correct, right, about something I know nothing about. And that makes me feel really good because I've just surpassed my <laughs> GCSE grades on <in> every exam I have. What
1: was Bradley? Two out of three. He's two <laughs> out of three. Two right?
0: out of three. Yeah. I've, I've already got less than my GCSE. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this one is also very fun for for, for k fans. What is the galactic event called the Horus Heresy? Like I what don't. is it about?
2: Okay, is there an option? Okay. Yeah,
1: there are options. I'll give you options. Calm <laughs> Number A is an alien invasion. You just said number A. Right? You mean letter yeah. A? <laughs> so yeah. It's, it's, yeah. No, A shhh. is is a family feud,
2: and mm-hmm.
1: C is one of the emperor's acid trips.
2: And what was the name of the thing?
1: The Horus Heresy.
2: Oh, the Horace. That sounds evil. Probably a family feud.
1: Alien invasion, family feud, or the Emperor's having a bad acid trip.
2: I'm going to go with the Emperor's bad acid trip. I have to. (laughs) I'm going to go with a family feud.
1: It is. It's a family feud. It is a family feud. It is the biggest civil war in their entire setting, and it's basically started over uh, the Emperor's sons getting pissed off with Daddy. Half of them turn traitor. As you do. Half of them stay good and then they rip the empire apart. <laughs>
0: and in the meantime, the emperor's just tripping on acid. I
1: mean, <laughs> he's technically destroying space demons, doom style. but Yeah, right. you could, yeah, say, that you could say acid tripping. Um, okay. <laughs> so this is the last one. Yes, I'm excited. Okay. So you're almost there. You're It's all so the pains on my sofa, guys. And the last question is who are the old ones?
2: Ah, oh, they're not going to be young.
1: So you're off your <laughs> <the> first option. <laughs> Is they are giant godlike space toads oh,
2: that, sounds that very created promising.
1: a lot of the life in the galaxy.
2: Yeah, that sounds promising.
1: Or your other options are they are a group of ancient godlike humans, or not, or the third option they are space marines who have finally got to retirement age and have moved into their homes.
2: Oh, uh, do you know what? All three of them answers sold me. Because I really was convinced when the first one was said there was that, and now I'm convinced it was all three. Um, uh, If you ever want an option again, you can ask. Bradley, what was your opinion here?
0: Well, I was going to go with B, because Toads
2: just seems ridiculous. but this is Warhammer. They could be Toads. Um, They they probably are, but I'm I'm going to stick with B. Okay, I'm going to go for... What was the last one? What was C? It's Space Marines who finally hit retirement age, and they've moved into their... Cushy little retirement homes. Got a little granny annex out the back. Um, I'm going to go with C. It's wrong, but.
1: What are you going for, bradley I think. I'm going to go with B. Okay, well, the answer is A. Oh my God, there's space toads. <laughs> the toads. The space toads. Like toads <laughs> they created a lot of life in the galaxy. They are one of. They they all get destroyed, but they created humanity and a lot of the races. Can and we whammer. just
2: go back to the Emperor and also? On acid, and we sure that this whole I, thing is not the and Emperor. I need to just quickly
1: acid. say, <laughs> Space Marines don't retire; they die. just die.
2: Yeah, I thought you was
1: going to yeah.
2: say. that. Yeah. <laughs> After I said
1: it, I thought I bet they just
2: die, don't they? They just die. They, like they have to. They
1: can live for a thousand years. And just die. But eventually, they just die. Right.
2: So they, oh. the, the
1: quote is that they've never lived long enough to actually see if they're immortal. So oh, we don't actually that's, know that's if quite they sad, can live really. forever because they eventually all die. Oh, don't we all, though? No, but in battle. Ah, oh, in battle. So, uh-huh. logically speaking, <laughs> no, <not> like- <laughs> they've never been able to figure out if they can live forever right. because they always <laughs> die in battle.
2: Okay, you can see where I was confused,
1: right? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the thing. This was a bit of fun. Yeah. It was a delve into a very geeky universe that you guys have no idea about. Yeah, um, And, yeah, like... Just from the impressions of those comments, have you formed a basis on the 40k universe? <laughs> my, so, I'm going to
2: summarise mine with: it sounds cool, um, but my my overall summary is going to be that I'm going to go back to it again. The whole emperor tripping on acid thing. I'm convinced that the space toads and the the yeah blood, it, it, I'm convinced I it's just you. a guy on a chair tripping on acid, and the whole thing is in his imagination. Well,
1: that's amazing. I'm so glad <laughs> you said that because. In Please, the tell timeline, plot. Please tell not That's not. Please do me That's the not. The emperor theory. is stuck in his throne, holding the evil forces of chaos at bay, and he's literally a skeleton in his chair. He can't move. He's stuck there. Oh,
2: forever. right. This confirms my so, theory. So
1: you mean he's in a chair? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't
2: say confirmed, but...
0: For all the Warhammer fans out there, I'm really sorry. I just disgraced your... your... I'm sorry, I've never seen anything apart from these five questions, but I've confirmed your family theories. I've confirmed your lifelong
1: theories. It's a a setting that has so much to offer. Yeah. And it's a setting that has verging from these insanely dark, heroic stories to this just absolutely ridiculous... Yeah, sure. Why didn't space toads make the universe? Because yeah, they could. Like um, it's fantastic. So
2: so one last thing before we summarise um and kind of end this episode. Um one last thing. So we're gonna do obviously certain segments will change, certain segments will stay. You know, we'll keep all that up and uh, there'll be a brief overview each episode. Um with regards to the fandom uh and the kind of the um the question, the quiz questions are we stiff does it have to be sticking to obviously there's gonna be a different person doing it each time yeah it's are, we, are, we, are, are we are we gonna do what? so like fandom wise do you think for example let's just say it might instead be of
1: interesting Say so you pick one and so i might actually be knowledgeable on it so i won't tell you. yeah
2: so for example though you say like fandom obviously this is warhammer um are we casting can we cast fandom as well as things like a, a genre specific questionnaire so you could so do. you know for example the fact that i know that pretty much neither of you know much about horror in its yeah. entirety that could be my. i mean my you chosen. could
1: you could even choose resident evil yeah as a friend and then yeah, yeah. look at yeah. that universe yeah, sure. and pick five multi yeah
2: but i know what you just did there because you've both seen resident <laughs> evil and i know that you've played the games <laughs> okay. as well so that stand <laughs> away from resident evil but nice try um no but that that yeah, that, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, and you, I think that's pretty much.
1: Have you guys got any closing thoughts?
2: Closing thoughts.
1: Anything, closing anything you wanted to add?
2: Space toads created Warhammer, and everybody's high. And everybody's high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> closing thoughts. That is. We my aren't actually disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's it.
1: No. And yeah. also, um, there's giant space marines who have turned into giant wolves. Yeah. So yeah. Why yeah, not? Why not? Because they can be. Because they're fairies.
2: Yeah, well, there you go. Well, no, I
1: think, I think that's about it,
2: really. So unless any of you guys have got anything else to no, say, I think this is pretty much just, where we end um, our first episode.
1: Thank you for listening to our podcast. And hope yeah, if you honest. made it through.
0: This if you made exactly. it through, yeah.
1: If you survived. Yeah, survived. <laughs> then, thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah, then thank you for actually
2: sticking with us. But um, we'll be back with another episode um, next week. Um, and then we will carry things on from there.
1: Okay.
2: Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.